Ducks fans. Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. And uh, what a week uh, if you're a Ducks fan out there. Uh, the Ducks uh, played three rivalry games this week against division opponents. And, Eddie, the Ducks uh, won all three of these games. We talked about it. We thought last week that the Ducks uh, would win two. We wanted three, and, and that's what we got, Eddie. Yeah, I mean, we, we expected them to go out and play hard against the Sharks. And, you know, we're hoping for wins against uh, Arizona and San Jose. And, they picked up the the third one against LA too, which was I mean you couldn't really ask for a, you know a better three game stretch against these uh, teams that are in front of you. Yeah, if we go uh, we look back at first the uh, the game against the Sharks, the uh, the Ducks got on the board in this one first. Uh, Raquel in the first period, which wasn't really the best first period for the Ducks. The Sharks actually registered the first five or six shots in this game, and then the Ducks started to pick up some steam. And then in the second period, it kind of went back and forth. Um, you know, we saw the Sharks get two goals, but the Ducks also got two goals. And uh, nervous time towards the end, you know, in the final 207, the Ducks got called for a penalty. And uh, San Jose pulled their goaltender, had the six on uh, four advantage there, but the Ducks were able to withstand it and hold off for, and, you know, keep the win there at the uh, three to two. Yeah, it seems to be something that they do often is t- taking a penalty in the, the last two or three minutes of the game. And usually it's a one or two goal game, so it ends up making it tight. But. You know, they, they were able to hold out uh, a second period, which, I mean, they've been kind of on and off throughout the whole season. They either struggle or they, they play really well. And this one was kind of right in the middle. Like you said, you know, San Jose picked up the goal pretty early on, uh, 2.43 into the second. But uh, Lindholm grabbing a shorty, uh, which, I mean, the penalty kill's been great all season. And when they can cash in with a shorty, it's, it's even better. And then Garbett picks up a goal, which, again, is, is, is sort of another surprise in, in him scoring. And, and that fourth line has actually been really good since it's been put together. Um, and then Wingle's tying it out. And like you said, the third period, it, it was really tight, close in the end, uh, having to kill off that penalty. Yeah, I was cracking up when uh, when Garbett scored. I, I remember a bunch of people cheering. They weren't sure who it was. And then when he scored, everyone's like, uh, okay. And I'm like, hey, man, he got the goal. And it ended up being the game winner, uh, you know, his first goal as a duck. And uh, he, he gets it in the next game, too, which we'll talk about as well. But... Um, this game, I, I didn't really think this game was the best Ducks, uh, you know, effort. Um, at least in the, the beginning of the uh, first period, there, the first like ten minutes, and then you know the last five or six minutes of the third. But they get it done. Um, they didn't score on the power play. They were zero for four. Um, but you know they battled throughout the the whole game. They ended up uh, you know killing all the penalties, which you know we, you've heard it you know over and over and over. The uh, the penalty kill has been you know outstanding it. You know, between 88 and 90, something, um, you know, 90, almost 90 percent uh, this whole season. So it was a good effort. It was a good win, uh, and it was good for them to carry this momentum into the next game. Eddie. Yeah, and you know, them also going three, three and one against the Sharks in the season series is is going to be helpful too. Because I mean, looking at how the standings are now, you would you wouldn't <clears throat> you wouldn't put it to either team, either Anaheim or San Jose, to catch the the Kings right now. So a first round playoff matchup would most likely be Anaheim San Jose. So you know, getting the best of them in the season is always a good start. Yeah, you're right. Uh, going three and one against them is definitely uh, key, and, and it's good. And, and you know, other than really the season opener, I mean, the, you know, the the Ducks have owned the Sharks this year, which you know, last season it was different. The Sharks owned us, so that's been a good turnaround for 
the, the Ducks against uh, the Sharks this season. Um, the Ducks also then, they played, you know, back-to-back games against the Kings and against Arizona. And the Ducks, uh, you know, they came out strong in this one, Eddie, against the Kings. And uh, Getzloff decided not to pass for once and shot it and got the first goal of the game. And the Ducks ended up rolling in this one. You know, by, by the time the second period was over, it was 4-1 to one, uh, Ducks. And uh, they rolled in this game. Uh, Alec Martinez got a late goal in the last, you know, 20 seconds or whatever. But uh, this was a dominant performance by the Ducks, uh, really. I mean, you know, the final score is 4-2. to two. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, Quick got booted out early, which was awesome to see. Um, and it just uh, this was probably one of the best uh, complete performances by the Ducks all season long. Yeah, and you know, there's not many teams that that can go, you know, into LA or even play LA and, and score four goals. And you know, I think uh, the last people you would expect to score four goals the way the Ducks have been scoring this season would, would be Anaheim. But I mean, it's just a great effort. Like you said, they got off to a good start. Gets off, finally gets his first uh, even strength goal in 61 games. So that's good for him. And, and you know, it looked to to motivate him too. He shot the puck a couple more times in, in some positions you would normally expect him to pass. And you know, he does eventually make the pass to, to Perron, who, I mean, he was really one of the best performers in, in this game. He had three points, and, I mean, since picking him, <laughs> since him coming back over to the Western Conference, uh, he's just been amazing for the Ducks. He's got uh, eight points in, in the seven games, I believe. So, I mean, it's it's just been a great start for him in Anaheim. And, and then Garbutt, again, uh, him picking up a goal, and, and he gets a, his back-to-back game winners, which is, I mean, something we wouldn't have really expected from him. <laughs> um, and then Lindholm, too, he he puts one in on the power play and gets goals in back-to-back games. And, you know, like you said, just a complete f- performance. I mean, there was a late goal by, by Martinez. There's not much that uh, Gibby could really do on the play. Yeah, not not at all in the last play. But it didn't matter. The way the Ducks played in this game was awesome. Like you said, uh, you know, Garbutt getting another goal. Uh, you know, he's got two goals on the Ducks now, both game winners in back-to-back games. Um, he's got three points in five games now. Uh, Perron comes over, like you said, he's got eight points in seven games. He's got three goals with the Ducks. And, you know, we've talked about this last week. All these new lines are all working and all going. But, you know, the added bonus now, Eddie, is the fourth line has been scoring too because now you're seeing, um, you know, Santarelli had one uh, a couple games ago. Uh, we'll talk about in the Arizona game he has one. So you'll see the fourth line uh, contributed a goal in each of the last uh, four games. So, you know, the Ducks, when you have these four lines and, and they're all scoring, it, I mean, it's going to make it, you know, chaos for the other teams, Eddie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's impossible to match up against if, if everybody's scoring. And, you know, you could try and shut down one line, but like we said last podcast, you've got a superstar on the other. You've either got Perry if you try and shut down Getzlaff's line. You've got Kessler on that line. And I guess now you've got you've got Garbutt on the fourth line who, who's scoring game-winning goals left, right, and center. So uh, yeah, I mean it, it's really good. We we expected them to come out and play well, and you know they were playing well going into to these three games, and, and now they come out of it on on a six-game winning streak. Yeah, and as well, if you if you uh, saw, we had our watch party too at El Ranchito. Uh, we're gonna have another one um, on uh, February 18th. It's another Thursday uh, coming up here. And we had a lot of fun. If you saw a few, uh, Phil Hewitt out there, uh, he was tweeting the Kings and their fans. And uh, I have to say, Phil was winning. I mean, even though he is he is our guy for the Ducks, I mean, it was pretty funny. If you if you hadn't seen tweets out there, uh, go back and look at his account. It was some epic stuff going on during the game. There, I was trying to do the game updates while he's battling it out in some of the photos you may have seen on our Facebook page, but. Uh, you know, if you can make it to the watch parties, come out. It's a good time. Phil comes out. Sometimes we have other um, representatives from the Ducks that we've had there in the past, uh, training staff and whatnot, that have been there. 
a good crowd, a good amount of food. We give away stuff as well. So just want to remind you of that. And uh, with that, uh, the Ducks uh, ended up finishing this week uh, against Arizona. They came back home. And another good game uh, for the Ducks. They, they didn't start out quite as well as we wanted them to in the opening couple minutes. They gave up the early goal there to uh, Ryder. But uh, the Ducks ended up you know, pouring it on in the second period, getting a couple of goals. Uh, Lindholm, again, uh, his third goal in three games. Santorelli, as we talked about, scored, and, and getting, that's the fourth line, getting their fourth goal in four games, uh, one apiece each game. And then the Ducks just turned on the afterburners Eddie in the third period and just blew Arizona out. And uh, that was another uh, solid win by the Ducks. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was a kind of a struggling start to, to the uh, first period. I mean, we've seen them do that a little bit more lately where they've kind of got picked on in, in the first period. And, you know, in the first few minutes, uh, Detroit twice in a row um, that, that that happened to. And then obviously in this game as well. But, you know, they finished that period strong. Um, and then they, they took it to Lindback in the next few periods. I mean, the, the game got a little chippy. And, and then from there, the you know, that's the duck style. They like to play that way. And, and you know, I mean, Arizona can can play that way too, but they're a little bit smaller. So I mean, the, anytime the the Ducks can you know play a more physical game, it, it works in their advantage. And and we saw it in this game. And you know they really victimized uh, Lindback on that stick side. And you know it's just a great effort. You know coming on the third period tied at two, and and you get those two early goals, and and you know you really seal the deal early on in the third period. Yeah, absolutely. I I think one of the big plays too was Santarelli's goal because you see Lindback go behind the net. He kind of whiffs on trying to pass it. Santorelli steals it and just throws it in the back of the net. And that was huge because uh, it was right after Lindholm's goal, and now the Ducks are up 2-1. to one. Uh, So that was a big play in the game. And then, like you said, the third period, um, Patrick Maroon basically just went nuts in that period. Uh, you know, he got the assist on Perry's goal. Then he scored a goal, which was taken away. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people were upset. But if you go back and look at it, um, Kessler does slash... Uh, Lindback's um, stick out of his hand, so that's why you know probably wouldn't have mattered. The puck probably would have gone in anyways, but you know the rules are rules, so that's why the goal is disallowed. But then he comes back and scores again anyways on the power play. So Maroon had an awesome night with a goal and two assists, and uh, even our Iron Man Cogliano he got in there too as well, Eddie. Yeah, and you know I'm not I, you know I agree that it was it was a good call on the play. I'm, I'm I just think the way they do the coaches challenges it. There has to, I know there's a time limit. I, I mean, I did try looking up. But I'm not sure the limit um, that coaches have to call it after a goal has been scored. But, I mean, they were celebrating. They're at the bench already. Uh, they were talking it over. It was at least a couple minutes before Tippett finally decided to, to challenge the play. And I, I think it's something they definitely have to look at for next season. I'm sure they'll go in and at the, the GM meetings at the end of the season and, and kind of review how these, these calls have been working. Because, you know, not just in this game but in other games, uh, it seems like the coaches have a little bit more time uh, then they, they should really get to, to call a challenge. No, and, that, and that's a good point, Eddie, too, because, I mean, I remember at the game, we all were like, yeah, it's a good goal, and, you know, we're celebrating, and, you know, already put the tweet out that we scored and everything, and uh, and then when they said that they were going back and reviewing it, was you were right, it was kind of like, wow, it was, a you know, a little bit late there, so... You know, I don't know the exact time limit or if there is one. I, I actually have not looked that up. Like like you mentioned, I don't know what the actual rule is. I mean, I think once the play starts again, I think you, you can't uh, after that. But, you know, I don't know because they show the replay and I'm not really sure how they factor that in. But it is a good point, Eddie. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I remember hearing at the beginning of the season, I think it's somewhere around 45 seconds. Of, you know, I'm, I obviously could be wrong, but I think it, it has to be somewhere around there. And, and, you know, they were about to drop the puck before – they uh, the refs are telling you know, typically to get his players on the ice. They're going to drop the puck, 
Uh, and then he finally says he's going to challenge the call. And I mean, we've seen that all year. It's been an issue. I mean, I, I enjoy having the rule. I think there's still a couple problems with it, but I mean, it's something you could expect from a, from a, you know, a rule in its first uh, season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there'll be some edges that, you know, need to get smoothed out on this, you know, but at least it ended up not affecting the game, thankfully. And, you know, Maroon ended up scoring. Uh, so it's kind of poetic justice for him there. And he's been playing a lot better with the, uh, the new line, uh, Raquel and Perry, uh, as we talked about, all these lines have been playing very, very well. And this kind of goes into our, our fan questions. We've had a lot of questions about the trade deadline, um, the roster, um, and what the Ducks should do or maybe not do. So we'll kind of go with the fan questions on that note. Uh, we had one on Twitter from JJ Bear that asked about the Ducks roster, and they wanted to know um, if the roster, you know, the way it is now is playoff material. And, Eddie, I really do think it is. I think all four lines have been scoring. We've seen the Ducks score 38 goals in the last 10 games. Uh, they've gone 8-2-0 uh, and zero in that span. Um, you know, I don't really see a concern with the lineup now other than maybe, uh, you know, adding depth uh, with Horkoff being out. We're kind of short one forward spot. That's kind of my thoughts on that, Eddie. Yeah, you know, I think we've said all season with the, the defensive hockey they play, and, and they really do a play, uh, play a playoff style of hockey. I mean, they they limit chances. They they I think they're third in, in shots against per game, which is something they've been good at all season. The penalty kill has been good. I um, mean now they're starting to score, and I mean there's not many there's not many things they really need to work on right now. They've won six games in a row. Uh, they play a physical style of hockey, and, and I think it's built for the playoffs. And I mean the, this roster so far, I, I think the only issue you have with it is is now that everybody's healthy and they're back, and and one stoner's back as well, uh, you're gonna have an issue with with having too many NHL. Uh, defenseman on the roster. I think that's the only way they make a trade. But you know, as for being ready for the playoffs, I, I think this is, is you know as as good as they can get right now. Yeah, and you mentioned the whole thing about the trading situation, and and uh, we've had a couple different questions about that this week from various people. Uh, you know, about what the Ducks should do in terms of moves and whatnot. Um, I'm kind of curious. I mean, we can kind of play a little uh, armchair GM right here, but. Uh, I think what the Ducks may end up doing is if they do trade a defenseman for a forward, um, that would be you know allow them to bring Theodore back up because you know what we saw in this last week uh, we talked about how the Ducks have done so well last week actually the last two weeks they've been on a roll um, or three weeks even I mean the way they've been going but in the last week uh, you know on the power play with Theodore gone the Ducks were two for sixteen so that's not really you know great they also had those two five on threes. Uh, against San Jose, one of them was only 20 some seconds. But anyways, they didn't score on those you know opportunities, even when it would go to the five on four uh, after the five on three. So I, I think that's kind of what I lean towards. If the Ducks are going to make a move, we talked about that last time. Um, what do you think, Eddie? I mean, the, you know, the Ducks don't necessarily have to make a move, but I mean, what's your thoughts? You know, and even if they do make a move, uh, you know, Stoner is still not playing right now. We have uh, six guys playing that you know you, you wouldn't really want to scratch any of them. Uh, you can't send any of them down, and and you still have that seventh guy in Stoner who who's injured, and and you know you'd say you trade a guy like Rotten, and well then Stoner probably takes that spot, even you know being able to bring Theodore up uh, and play him. I don't think you you scratch Stoner. They've they really never have scratched him. I I think they want him to play when he comes back, and 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 right now he is the seventh guy. So without moving a guy, he's he's already in that position. So um, I think if you trade one Theodore, probably doesn't come back up unless there's an injury this season, which, you know, it is disappointing to see, but I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. I, I think the defense is still good right now. They obviously 
Um, struggled a little bit on the power play, uh, going for two for 16. But and with that, that's just a little bit below their average. I mean, if they go three or four uh, for 16, it, it's a, it's right over around or, or even a little bit above the, their average for the season. I mean, it, just having Theodore up and, and how well it was doing, I think, is, is only the issue before that is is they were scoring, I mean, at least a power play goal every game. So, uh, But, yeah, no, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I, the, the trade deadline's getting closer. It's, uh, it's only about three weeks away now, so... It'll be interesting to see uh, what Murray has planned. Yeah, and in terms of uh, Stoner, you know, uh, Stevens just put out a thing earlier today that he's not on the road trip right now. So um, it looks like he still is, you know, got that nagging injury. And like you said, that's the only time he's really not played. And he's not really been a, uh, you know, scratch unless it's been some kind of injury-related thing. So that's kind of a situation we have to, you know, watch and see. Like you said, he's kind of the seventh one. I know some people say, oh, we should trade him and whatnot. And, you know, I really don't think it's going to happen just because that contract is, is just too big. Um, so I don't see that happening. Um, but we'll have to see. I've heard, you know, rumors that, you know, we've heard about Botnin. I've heard some people talking about Fowler. Um, but, I, you know, it's going to be tough. I, I, I think they might move a defenseman still for a forward if they're going to do anything. That That's just what my gut tells me. That's just my own uh opinion basically it's not really on anything else i've heard other than you know there's some of those rumors out there but that's what i see uh maybe happening but like you said if the ducks don't do anything in terms of the defense it's not really the end of the world the only thing is is if they get stoner back and they do try to send somebody down like possibly holzer you know all the guys right now all eight that they have have to pass through waivers and the ducks have been burned twice on that eddie so i don't know if that's something the ducks would want to try again yeah, and you know, I think Lindholm is pretty much as untouchable as you can get right now. Uh, I mean, people imagine him as possibly being a, a trade piece going the other way, but I, I think right now he's arguably one of our our best defensemen in the lineup, if not the best. In the way he's been playing lately, he's finally, you know, he's finally scoring goals. He's got three in the in the, his last three games, and I mean, it, it really comes down to to Fowler and Vaughn, and I don't think you can move Stoner's contract. I think a lot of other teams will will look to add. Uh, guys like Yandel and some other higher end UFAs at, at that price tag and pay you know just a little bit extra for for a lot better defensemen and you know it all depends on what they want to do. I mean Vatnin's the guy who's been mentioned the most. Uh, Fowler just came back from injury and you know if they want to keep right-handed three right-handed shots in the lineup, Fowler's a, a guy you could move. Or I mean it, it's it's going to be interesting. I I think it has to come down between those two guys. I, you know, I, I doubt they move to Prey. You know Manson's obviously going to stay. So it'll be interesting to see if they even make a move at all. Yeah, and I mean, the other concern, too, that uh, some of the fans actually we were just talking about uh, on Facebook just before the podcast was about uh, the Lindholm and the Anderson you know, agent situation. Uh, the, the news that came out from Elliot Freeman, uh, Sportsnet, is that Lemieux is representing both of them now. He's, he's the sole one now. If you didn't hear the news, he was working with another partner. There's this whole big drama about who was going to represent him. So he's now the one representing both of them, um, which is good because the Ducks can move forward. They can talk to the, him, Lemieux, basically for both uh, Anderson and Lindholm and try and get those things worked out. The only thing that was kind of interesting, Eddie, is I looked on the NHLPA site and Lemieux is still not listed as an official agent. So... I know he was in the process of doing it. I, I don't know if they didn't update the website yet or not, but I still haven't heard if Lemieux is an official agent yet. So that's one thing that's kind of interesting in this whole situation. But at least it looks like it, the picture's gotten a little bit clearer. Yeah, and I mean that'll be it'll be 
you know, we to see how that that works out. I don't think it will affect uh, the players themselves. I mean, they're both coming with RFA's, but I, I don't see it affecting them and how they get signed. Um, you know, it, it, it'll be nice to have that situation resolved, so it's not in the back of their minds, and and it, you know, it's nothing that Bob Murray has to to work through uh, while while preparing to sign these guys for a long term. Yeah, exactly, and I and I think that the Ducks will be able to get it done. I'm hoping, you know, with obviously both of them because. Uh, the Ducks can have two goalies. You know, we've talked about that issue before, and, and, and I know people go back and forth on this, but you look at Dallas, and they've had two goalies, and I think the Ducks can do that. I mean, obviously, when it gets closer to playoff time, they may have to lean on one more than the other. But um, as far as it's going right now, I like what, we, what we're seeing. I, I, you know, the only issue I really have has just been the power play lately with Theodore gone. Yeah, and, and you know, Gibson's creeping up to having about the same amount of games started as Freddie is now, so I think they're they're... You know, they they seem to be using Gibson a little bit more, but um, they're they're at where we thought they would be around this point of the season, having almost the same amount of games started, kind of sharing the the workload. Obviously, uh, Freddie had the majority of it in the beginning of the season, but uh, Gibson's kind of taken over a bit of that. Uh, you know, since really a little bit before the All Star game, and, and he's been great. And you know, Freddie's been great as well as lately. They they both combined to to get wins over this three game stretch, and you know, we're gonna need them come playoffs. Yeah, and with that, you know, this we can talk about the schedule coming up this week. You know, the Ducks going on the road uh, for the next two weeks, and this week they've got four games. Um, they're starting off with Pittsburgh back to back with the Flyers, then Columbus and Chicago. Um, so we're going to see Gibson and Anderson, uh, you know, in these two games coming up here. We they'll split those two most likely. Um, the Ducks have won both these games. They beat the the Penguins two to one. They beat the Flyers four to two. Uh, so these are two games that the Ducks could uh, win to start the road trip. Eddie, um, the other situation too for Pittsburgh is Malkin has been out. Uh, we were looking at that this morning. He's been out for two games with an injury. They expect him to be back against the Penguins, but we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, either way, the Penguins have been playing uh, well late, and it's not going to be an easy game. Obviously, I mean the Ducks only beat him two to one, but I think the Ducks can pull out at least the you know two wins to start this trip, Eddie. Yeah, and you know Malkin's been key to their success all season. He's been he's been great for them, you know, since the beginning of the season. Just lately, uh, before the All Star break, Crosby's you know come back to to being his normal self, and he he had three points in their last game in, in their win over Florida, and you know they've been good lately. They've had been able to roll the you know three or four lines, which is something they need to do, and. Um, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if Malkin's back or not. It, it, you know, the the consensus is that he's going to be back for that game, and it's going to make it a lot more difficult because, uh, you know, if he's not there uh, for, for the game against Anaheim, um, you really only have to focus on Crosby, and then you know you'll be able to roll your four lines over and get better matchups. But if you have to focus on on both Malkin and Crosby, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah, I agree. I I think that's going to be a definite important part in that game. Um, and the Flyers, you know, uh, they've been playing so-so. Uh, you know, the Ducks have taken them out. I, I mean, obviously it's a back-to-back scenario, which makes it difficult for the Ducks. But I think that they can, uh, you know, pull out in this one. They also then play Columbus, who Columbus has been just not doing well this season, unfortunately for them. But the Ducks should be able to take them out. They they did win a couple games earlier this week, you know, some nail-biter games. Uh, there was one game in there where William Carlson, the uh, you know Wild Bill, he uh, scored a couple goals, which is good for him. He's been doing you know decent with Columbus, but overall the team has not been doing well. So that's one you don't want to you know say any game is a gimme because as soon as you say that, that's when you lose. But this is a game that the Ducks you know they should win that one, and then they go 
uh, to Chicago where the Ducks have lost uh, the two previous meetings, both in overtime. Obviously, we remember Black Friday, which was the one that we should have won, but uh, that one's going to be a tough one. Uh, the Hawks have been playing well uh, for you know a while now, Eddie. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I think in this next uh, week, the Ducks you know definitely can win three out of these four. Yeah, you know, that's for sure. And, I mean, Philadelphia, they, they've been playing better lately. Uh, Gossip Spear has been really good for them on the blue line. He's really, you know, helped sort of turn around their season. I, I still don't think that they'll make the playoffs. They'll, they'll at least try and make a push. Uh, I mean, they're they're in a, a good spot to try and, and make a wild card spot right now. Uh, they're they're in a tight game right now against the Capitals down 3-2. to two. Um, And in Columbus, I mean, this is a game. No game is easy, like you said, but this is a game you should win. Uh, they've allowed the most goals in in the league. Um, you know they they can play a, a tight game at times. They just beat Calgary the other night, and you know it, it's really a tale of two teams. Sometimes you can go in there and you can get played tough, and it, it's going to be you know a hard game. And other times you're just going to blow them out, like Edmonton blew them out two uh, two or three games ago. And um, I think it's one they should definitely win. I mean, you know Philly, it's going to be a tough game. I think they should win that one. Columbus, you know that that that. In the position the Ducks are in right now, that should be an easy win. And, you know, it, it, you could be have a situation where they go into Chicago winning nine in a row. I mean, obviously, that's the, the ideal situation. Pittsburgh is going to be a tough game. But, I mean, the, the real story is, is going to be Chicago. They're 21-5-1 they're at home. Uh, I mean, United Center is not a friendly place to go and play. They're, they're one of the best teams in the league at home. And, you know, they're one of the best teams in the league you know, overall right now. So, um, it, that's going to be a tight game. Like you said, we, we've played them tough this season. We've lost both in, in OT. Um, and, you know, even picking up a point will be good, but obviously we'll, we'd like to go there and beat them. Yeah, it's going to be a fun and exciting week, and it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be easy, but uh, we think the Ducks can still, you know, get through this uh, with a series of wins. Uh, you know, the Ducks are going to play the Flyers too, and uh, that kind of brings us to another uh, fan question we had. Uh, Katrina asked about, uh, Simmons and you know his punch that he landed in the game where he, you know he didn't get any uh, penalty for it and then you had Weidman with his issue you know he got the uh, the 20 minutes for hitting the referee uh, which he appealed it um, probably will go down in the number of games that uh, we haven't heard yet um, but the, the main question that Katrina asks is about the player safety um, and you know the way that it's handled is it flawed or is it heading in the right direction and um I think this is a good question, Eddie, because this is something you know league-wide that's been going on. Um, a lot of heavy criticism from different people about the player safety rulings and whatnot. Um, you know, for me, the way I look at it, uh, I think they've gotten better in terms of you know actually uh, calling people out to the mat, basically, and you know penalizing people uh, for the different things that they've done. I think they've gotten better at it. But on the other side, I, I still think it's been inconsistent. Uh, kind of what she alludes to in her question there, Eddie. Yeah, I definitely there's room for improvement. I mean, the reason Weidman got 20 games, I think, was was to appeal to the refs and, and just make sure that that the league can show that they actually do care and and that you know something like this isn't taken lightly and, and that they give him 20 games. And you know, I fully do expect that that the appeal will bring it down, you know, closer to 15. Uh, I think 10 would probably be too low, but you know, you could expect maybe 12 or 15 games to be the the final suspension for for Weidman and. You know, I, I did. Uh, we checked out that sucker punch uh, before the game. I actually didn't even hear about it um, until you know you, you mentioned the question uh, before the podcast. And yeah, I mean that's something that could definitely uh, be looked at. I'm sure the league will look at it. I mean, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Um, it was a sucker punch that that led to uh, McDonough leaving the game with a possible concussion. And if he ends up, you know, actually being injured, that that's something the league has to 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 look into. 
Yeah, I agree. It's something that they definitely should look into, and they definitely you know should be a penalty for. So we've seen them miss some things during the season, that's for sure. Uh, so all we can do is hope it gets better. Uh, I, I think they've gotten better, but like you said, there's room for improvement. And, and speaking of room for improvement, um, if you haven't gone on the NHL website since they redid it, uh, I am not a big fan, Eddie. Um, they've you know made the design, uh, I guess, better in terms of the way it looks, but it, it's just so difficult to navigate through it, and, and things are zoomed in weird. I, I just don't understand what's going on with the website. I know they merged with baseball, but... Uh, I'm having a hard time looking at it. I think you talked about how it's been kind of awkward too. Yeah, they, they've made it really difficult to find some of the, the things that you know were, were easy to find before. I mean, find, just finding the, the Kings and Sharks games from two days ago is is just difficult to find. I used to be able to go to the schedule and, and you would be able to you know go back and search for during the month and grab all the games they, they played previously. And, and now finding previously played games other than their, just their last game is hard to find and you know, everything is, is zoomed in, and it's an interesting decision. I mean, obviously, they want to modernize the website that, I mean, NHL.com hasn't changed, uh, I don't know, for how long. So, I mean, it was definitely overdue, but, yeah, the I don't know, the way they've launched it, and, you know, there's been problems accessing the website. Uh, Game Center was down, I believe, uh, the first few nights that they uh, that they launched it. It wasn't loading games on, on their website or for on, on other apps like Xbox or anything like that, too, so... Uh, it, it just definitely a poor launch by NHL, but I mean they, they've got some things to work on. The, the design is nice, and I, I think they're moving in the right direction, even with all the things going wrong. Yeah, exactly. Just like the player safety, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's been difficult. I mean, if you see our recaps, we get the videos uh, from the uh, NHL website. Basically, is where we put them on the bottom. That's where you get all the highlights, unless it's you know an away game and I'm at home, you know, recording the TV or something. But that's what you'll see. And uh, a lot of times we put out the recaps the next morning because that's when they post the videos. And, for example, like you mentioned, like the Kings uh, and, and actually the Kings and the Ducks game, they didn't post the video till I think it was like 12 or 1 o'clock the following day when usually it's posted early in the morning. So they've had problems uploading the videos as well. And I know that the Ducks app has had issues trying to get – uh, the videos up there too from the NHL. So I mean, I hope they get this all worked out, but it's it's just been kind of kind of uh, irritating, I guess, Eddie, for the last uh, week or so. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, yeah, it'll be something to work on for sure, and and hopefully it gets better. You know, there's always some issue somewhere with somebody for for you know for media and websites. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's NHL.com. It's a place where everybody goes for for information, and and I'm sure they'll they'll work on hopefully making it easier to navigate. Yeah, and uh, I guess the just want to end up the show with uh, our new nicknames. I don't know if you heard Eddie, but you're now the alternate captain Ed Jones. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure everybody knows that you are the alternate captain now. Uh, some people were laughing during, uh, I guess the uh, the watch party photos or whatnot. They were asking about why I had a C on my jersey, and I never even really thought about it. And I just replied, "Oh, well, you know, it's Captain Ducks and Pucks. I mean, I don't know, like, what else would the C be?" So. That came out, and then uh, then that led into the discussion of well, who's the alternate captain? And then people dominated Eddie, uh, obviously because of the podcast show, you know, deservedly so. So you're the alternate captain. We haven't picked another one yet. Maybe we'll we'll figure one out in the next week or so. But uh, so there's our there's our new nickname. Instead of the Mike and Eddie show, we could call it Captain and Alternate Captain Ducks and Perks, I guess. I don't know, but uh, we had a lot of fun this week with you guys on social media. 
And um, at the watch party, too, those of you that came, thank you for coming. We had a good time. But like I said, we're going to have another one on the 18th. We're going to have a couple more in March. Uh, in March, we're going to do some on the weekends, maybe get more of the weekend crowd because I know it's, it's difficult when you have to work during the week. So we're going to try and change that up a little bit. And uh, we'll just keep you guys updated as always. And uh, we'll see you next week. Let's go, Ducks. Ducks.